I'm Bay, and you're listening to Bay Baltimore, a weekly pop culture and society podcast recorded. I mean, it's recorded in a quiet neighborhood in Baltimore, but I'm not in Baltimore today. I'm actually w- with family. I'm enjoying the holiday break. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm not in Baltimore today, but I'll still be quiet. Um, or the recording will be quiet, whatever. Um, anyway, I, it's the day of this recording, uh, or the day of the release of this uh, episode. It will be the day after Christmas. We're in day, what, three or four for Hanukkah. And it'll be the first day of Kwanzaa. So happy holidays to all of you. And I will keep it light. Um, and I'll keep it short ish we'll see actually anyway but um i just wanted to come with something a little different but kind of like a part two of what i talked about um last episode do you know so last episode was all about some of the top uh cultural moments that at least happened in the United States that had some implications across the diaspora and certainly the globe, but definitely um, impacted black folk in the United States or, you know, us in the United States, period. Um, So today what I wanted to do was kind of talk about, use this list from um, Popular Mechanics that I actually came across and it said 20 questions we have for the 2020s. Okay, so yeah, so I'll just get right into it. I uh, snuck away. Like I said, I'm out with family um, for the holiday. And I had a moment to just break away. Everybody's wound down for the um, for the night. And so this was my opportunity to sneak away and record. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, anyway, so yeah, and I hope that as you are listening to this, this is you're either traveling back um, home or you are still enjoying your break um, or maybe you at work um, and anyway you're trying to just get through your work day so anyway um, yeah so peace to you and hope you have a good day um, but yeah so I'm going to I thought since like I said since last time I talked about some of the things some of the big things that happened um, in the last decade, at least that were big to me in pop culture and for the culture, uh, just generally uh, for the, you know, you know the culture. Um, I thought that talking about what I'm going to talk about today would be kind of interesting because it's really about what the future will hold. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't agree with all of these questions that there, I'll just start off by saying 20 questions we have for the 2020s, right? So, I don't, I think I might skip a few. So it, this thing I'm reading is 20 questions, but I might not actually read 20 questions, right? But anyway, so it's popular mechanics. So a lot of the things that I'm going to read have a lot to do with technological advances and what that will mean for the future. Um, I might go on a tangent. So sorry in advance, um, especially about this first one, because it's interesting to me for a number of different reasons. Um, and I've actually been thinking about it for a little while at least since Prince died, and you will know what I mean in a second. You'll catch the reference in a second. Anyway, but I'm going to get into it. Again, it's popular mechanics, so a lot of it is technology-based, but some of it is more kind of, it's like, it's like about technology, but then it's talking just generally about society, generally about culture. Um, Okay, so number one, and some of these, again, these, these titles, 
these oof, anyway will james dean be the biggest movie star of the next decade which is like clickbaity right but so anyway it's so this one so earlier this year um basically it was announced that there's going to be this world war uh or no vietnam move uh movie about the vietnam war um that's following this particular soldier and it's supposed to be coming out um veterans day what's that september yeah like veterans day is like september or something like that the fourth or something anyway um and so this movie is supposed to be coming out um, about this world war uh this vietnam war veteran and it's supposed to star james dean now james dean died a long time ago look it up he was middle 20s he was in his mid 20s and died almost 70 years ago probably not quite 70 years ago but anyway he's he's dead um and has been for quite some time but because of he and and it's interesting that he'll be in a movie because they're going to use cgi to kind of no not to kind of but to to put him in the film and you know i thought the way cgi worked was that you needed to have how can i explain this you needed to have enough and maybe i'm talking about another piece of technology but you needed to have enough footage of a single of a person moving and interacting enough that you could recreate them so when they did the hologram remember when they did the hologram of tupac what was it one of those uh coachellas maybe six or seven years ago they did that um hologram of, of tupac and he uh uh you know said what's up to the crowd um and said something modern do you know what I mean? Tupac died in 1997 or something like that. 96 or 97, one of those. Anyway, so that his the references that he made were not something that he made back in the day, but because of because they had enough footage of him doing, you know, movies and videos, rapping of course, and then also interviews that they had enough material, source material to work with. And so I'm applying that same logic to trying to use James Dean. And if you know anything about James Dean, although I don't expect you to Google him though, um, he only had what, three films before, three films before he passed away uh, in a, I think it was a single car accident. He was racing and and lost control of of his car and was killed in, in, in a car accident in, in a car accident and so I'm wondering how I don't know mm. I know technology has advanced to the point that you know you can I forgot like you can create a dupe I forgot what they're calling it but you know what I mean you um there are these videos that are circulating now that are called deep fakes and it's uh, former president George W. Bush or president former president uh, Obama who they really did sit down and do a particular interview but some whiz kid has taken taken this uh, video or that recording of that video that it, they did and manipulated that the the sound in such a way that they look and and sound as if they're saying something totally different and it's got their voice and everything and they've used some sort of technology where it's the the creator is saying the words but it appears as if george w bush uh president uh you know obama is uh barack obama is is saying the things that this creator is saying and so i'm sure that they're going to be using that piece of technology too but i just wonder i just wonder how good it's going to look 
Do you know what I mean? I wonder how believable it's going to look. Um, because what we know is that CGI, too much CGI is a bad thing. You know what I mean? It looks overdone. It looks overprocessed. And I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that same thing. So anyway, this title is a little bit misleading. But, you know, the idea is, can we take this star who's gone, who's passed away almost 70 years ago? Can we take this star and recreate his likeness and make him into a movie star for today? And the answer, the I'm sure it's going to draw a lot of people because of what they're doing. The fact that they're bringing back James Dean in this particular way. Um, I hope the movie lives up to the hype outside of what they're doing with James Dean's likeness. And and just taking a step back, the reason why I said anything about Prince is because if you remember, Prince, there was this thing that went around that after he died, he left instructions to say, don't ever use... Or maybe not left instructions, but he said in interviews, don't ever use my likeness. Don't ever, if I die, don't ever, when I die, don't ever bring me back in a hologram. That's, I don't want that. And he cited some religious reasons, but he said he didn't want that. But I submit that I just don't think you can bring, we don't have the technology just yet to bring folks back in a way that is, looks realistic. Now we will see, we will see. Um, but anyway, so that'll be interesting. So that's number one. Um, number two, are we headed for a UFO revolution? Now, this is more about, do you, you remember the foolishness that happened back in, oh, August, August, September timeframe where folks were going to storm Area 51 in the United States here in Arizona, um, because they wanted to see what the government was hiding. They wanted to prove the existence of aliens. Um, you know how stupid stuff happens on social media. Anyway, outside of that, there was this independent space group, UFO research based group. That's what it is. UFO research research based group that had found some recordings slash a video of Air Force pilots encountering something that they could not explain. And everybody knows a UFO is is, this, is stands for the acronym for UFO is unidentified flying object. And so there was this point where this this UFO research independent UFO research group got a hold to um some sort of recording of these uh, uh, pilots making comment like I don't know what the heck this is what the heck is this um and then you know so they got a hold to this this research team got a hold to this information and then put it out there and tried to get the the government to challenge them and and you know try to get their feedback on it because this research team believed absolutely with that unequivocally based on the standards that are set forth by the united states um that this is a ufo and excuse me it was later confirmed by the u.s navy um that that was they did deem they did classify that video and what those pilots saw as unidentified flying objects and so thereby kind of starting the conversation that oh shoot now the na now the u.s navy and the air force they well i guess they're navy pilots these were navy pilots um anyway um i guess they are ready to start confirming the existence of ufos but not in the sense of little green men but there was something that flew in the that was caught on tape to be flying in front of their pilots and they had no way to explain it. And so they classified it as a UFO and they confirmed it by this research uh, entity. And so, 
you know, to the question, are we headed for a UFO revolution? I don't know if we're going to, I don't really know what that means, what that question means for them. But I know for, from my perspective, I think the technology is advancing, just like the technology is advancing for CGI and, 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 and all of that, the technology is advancing to a point where we can start to explore more deeply our solar system and the things in it. And I'm wondering, you know, all these movies that we've seen over the years, I'm wondering if we're ready to handle what we're but we may encounter. Because the idea that we are the only thing in the in the universe, and I am a believer of uh, I practice Christianity. And I think anybody who's religious in any way, you don't have to practice Christianity. If you are religious in any way, then you have to acknowledge that if you believe in an entity that called this place into being and that kind of set us here in this place to be at this appointed time to do to to be here for a time and to go and then depending on the type of the, the religious practice that you follow sometimes you're called back in different forms if you believe that that exists then you have to consider the possibility that there is more out there than us you have to i i think you do and so i don't know if we're entering into a, a UFO revolution, but I definitely think we're headed into a place where there's going to be more information and there's going to be more education around space exploration and understanding uh, unid- just unidentified, you know, just space exploration and just, yeah, just uh, understanding what goes into identifying um, extra solar entities uh, extraterrestrial entities um, and kind of putting those you know putting one foot in front of the other and kind of moving our whole globe because again this is this is so from the United States perspective from the American perspective but certainly our Air Force isn't the only one who has encountered this it's just big news here because we have a place called Area 51 is all Um, And we have a huge, big history with that place and aliens itself. We have an obsession with aliens here in the United States. So anyway, Um, the next one, I'm actually going to skip number three because I think it's weird. Um, And four, because I also think it's weird. And if you go to popularmechanics.com, actually, and you look up, um, what is the name of this? Uh, 20 questions we have for the 2020s. If you, you will see the questions that I'm skipping. But uh, yeah, I think these are not relevant to my life in any way right now. Um, so I don't want to talk to them. But the next one that I want to talk about is um, will augmented reality finally go mainstream? Um, and so augmented reality, it's like in this, this little section um, gives a perfect example. It's like Pokemon Go right so everybody was using pokemon go to do this and do that right but the idea is that can we take it a step further can we take it a step further and make this a part of everything that we do um beyond i guess beyond the way we use gps can we merge the way we use gps and uh, yeah like can we enhance gps so that we can make this more part of our life um and to that i say I mean, yeah, I think, I think, and not in the boring ways, obviously, we'll definitely have more games like Pokemon Go, because I can remember 
when I first got an iPhone, there was this game called, it was like a zombie something or other, and it was designed to get you going out there and running away. And you're supposed to be running away from zombies. And I can remember wanting to do that, but then remember thinking that the biggest downfall of that thing is like, if I run into, if I am not paying attention to where I'm going, I'm going to run into traffic or something like that. So as, you know, Pokemon Go, you don't have to necessarily, you can be more aware of um, where you are and what you're doing. But if you're running because you're trying to run away from an an invisible um, monster, and in the case that I was describing a zombie, then yeah, you, you might ought to, we might ought to think that one through a little bit better. But um, as it relates to what this is talking about, just games, um, more games using, using augmented reality and, and the different ways that we can use augmented reality, I think, yeah, we're ready for it. I think the age of the Justins is here. It's been here. Um, and I'm ready. I'm ready for more augmented reality. I think we're ready as a society for augmented reality. Our phones are getting better. Our technology, our, our systems are getting better. We're ready for it. Um, okay. Um, I will bring up this one only because I think it's interesting. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I'll bring it up. So will we finally regulate self-driving car tests? Um, and the idea is that we all know the story that Tesla has had several high profile accidents where they were test driving driverless cars in that system. And in some very supposedly mundane situations, some very tragic accidents have happened. One of which was, if you remember in Tempe, uh, Tempe, Arizona, the, there was a woman walking she had the right of way. She was walking in the crosswalk and the driverless car, it was the Tesla, struck her and killed her, right? And so we have other examples of that where um, I think a man was driving a Tesla or no, 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 there was a, a man was driving his own car and a Tesla struck him and it was one of those driverless tests. Um, and so the idea is like driverless cars is the future. I believe that driverless cars are the there are the future, right? It's not just in the movies anymore. I don't know about flying cars, but definitely driverless cars are the way of the future. I think though, just like popular mechanics is, is suggesting, there has to be better ways to test this thing. Not just you, you can't just put it out in public and expect this thing to go. Now keep in mind, not you we all know that Tesla is not the only car company out there, a car manufacturer out there that is testing driverless cars. We know that a trucking, excuse me, who was it? I cannot remember the name of the trucking organization or the car organization, the manufacturer or whatever. Anyway, I swore I read maybe a month ago, maybe back in November, that there was a semi-truck that was driverless that completed a drive from California to Maryland. I don't know, Pennsylvania, one of those. It drove along 70. It made the trip. And so I, I, I think the question isn't, can we do this? Should we be doing this? I think the question really is, how can we do this safely and, and as efficiently as possible without endangering the lives of people who are simply walking across the, the crosswalk? Or who are simply driving along the road, minding their own business, without getting sideswiped by some sort of vehicle. Um, or AI vehicle, right? So anyway, um, 
yeah, there's there's a you know, and then there's state regulations, and that there's county and and city ordinances that there needs to be that need to be paid attention to. And I think there's a way to get through that red tape that is not that is responsible. Um, and I think we just need to spend the time. These companies need to spend the time doing it because, um, you know, people matter. Like you're never going to advance in your technology if you if you keep if people keep popping up. Um, in these accidents, like accidents do happen in cars. We all know that, but like it feels, it looks and feels worse when you consider folks are already scared about a 2000 pound vehicle barreling down the road, driverless anyway. And then you put into account that, you know, you haven't figured out all the kinks. You said it was supposed to be super safe. It has better reaction time than a human. And you hit somebody in the crosswalk or you careened into a car that was in their own lane doing the speed limit. So anyway, they got to work out those bugs. They got to work out those kinks. Um, okay. So this next one is interesting. And I thought we answered this question, but maybe we are going to come back to it in this new decade. If you recall, like two decades ago, we cloned Dolly. Remember Dolly? Um, the sheep, right? And then everybody was so scared and there was this religious panic and there was just generally panic in the community. Like, oh, now you're going to start, you know, it's eugenics all over again. And you're going to start, you're going to start cloning people and you're going to start cloning away, cloning perfect babies and things like that. And then we know that it just, the science wasn't there, the energy or the resources, because we know Science is expensive and technological advances mean a lot of trial and error, which means a lot of money. Right. And so, you know, to the question that popular mechanics has put out there, what will we clone next? Um, you know, since Dolly the sheep, it's been cows, cats, dogs, deer, horses, animals. Right. Will we jump into something else? And the answer is. Mm hmm. Are humans next? I don't know. Because we don't, I don't, I don't know that humans are next because legally anyway, because we haven't answered that, that uh, moral question, which is if we clone a person that looks like someone else, is it that person or is this somebody totally different with that person's face? And, and, and are they a person? What makes a person an actual person, right? Like there are a lot of, moral questions that even outside of religion, because I know that there are a lot of people in science that don't believe in religion. Even then, like there's still just general questions that the religious and non-religious still have, which is what is the what is the purpose of creating someone who looks like someone else? What is the purpose of creating another human being? Other than the fact that you want to do it and that you can, like, what would be the purpose of that? I can appreciate using stem cells to help regenerate, you know, muscle loss, muscle loss or or to strengthen, you know, you know, improve your heart or whatever. Um, but what is the point of creating a whole new life just to say you did it? That's not a good reason. And then what happens like it, Do they have rights? Do you you know, when when they, you, you know, can they talk? Are they are they human just like I am? And if they are, what is their purpose? And once they they meet their purpose, 
do you just destroy them? Like, what is like, I think there are so many questions that we have to ask first before we even get into that science. But what we know is that there's a company out there that's claiming that they've already cloned a child. They've already cloned a baby. Now, that's illegal in almost every country across the globe. I don't know what country it wouldn't be legal in or that. it Yeah, that it wouldn't be illegal in. Um, but I know it's banned. Cloning, human cloning has been banned across the globe in many countries, but not everyone. So we'll see if we change our minds, if we change our tune on um, cloning. Um, so I guess I'll bring this up because right, right along the lines of cloning itself, this, this next question is what will next generation biometrics look like? And so what we know is that, so simply put, there is a piece of biometrics used for those Apple watches that check your heartbeat and all of that stuff and step counters. They're feeling the... You know, they're feeling the vibrations from your hand. Um, certainly when you open your phone, there's a piece of there's a piece of technology that is reading your prints and things like that. Maybe that's not biotech, but you get what I'm saying, that there are certain devices that we that are a part of our everyday life that monitor our body with the touch of our skin, you know, to the to the touch. Right. And so the question now becomes so all that stuff we've been seeing in the in the tv and in movies where you know you scan somebody's retina or you'll breathe on something like um in the feed that that like again that movie i'm going back to that movie that had really great had a really great concept but it was poorly executed anyway um there was a moment where the it was a two-step process so they scan uh in order to get into this restricted part of this building the person would stare into this little camera and it would scan their eyes and then it would breathe and you know the machine would pick up this particular you know the pheromones that you put out and they would verify that you were the one that was supposed to be walking in through the door you are who you say you are and then they'll guarantee you access so are we going to move to a point where not necessarily the machine is reading your breath but like are we going to move to a point where we are using biometrics in a different way um to get into buildings we we use our fingerprints to get in our doors um why can't we start using biometrics to even open our phone in the first place now i recognize there are tons of implications and and lots of unreadiness about using that but um yeah what what will we be willing to do for the sake of convenience and security Mm, i don't know but i'm interested to see um i'm gonna skip this next one that one too because it's weird um it was a question about marvel and i don't care um there's this one that's obtuse a little bit asking when we will when will we start trusting science again i don't know that we ever stop trusting science but i do know that this doggone head uh anti-vax movement has really blown my mind because i really thought it wasn't going to go anywhere but just like trump and being him being elected and all those folks loving him like i was so wrong and i was so naive and there's a whole segment of people who rightly feel that they should not be forced to do certain things to their children they should have their right they should have more say in the things that their children are exposed to that said What we know is that 
Things like the measles have turned into an epidemic in certain communities where somebody decided that they weren't going to vaccinate their child and then their child pops up with the measles. And then they come across, you know, other kids and you know how kids like to spread germs. And then all of these kids, you got whole communities of kids who have the measles now and few, very few are inoculated. Or if they are inoculated, maybe they're in a stage where they're still vulnerable and then they get it anyway. And it's like, I don't know that we don't trust science. I just think that there's a lot of misinformation out there and we need to get educated again because I'm thinking, you know, again, me and I don't know that you know this, but you know, the hubby and I, we want to have kids soon and we're making plans soonish to have kids. And you know, I keep thinking like that would scare me to know that my kid would be around another kid who was not vaccinated on purpose. And you know what I mean? And maybe I just, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, but like, I thought that taking vaccinations were supposed to help the population not be sick from some sort of illness, right? And so you kind of make it null and void if you aren't, you don't vaccinate your child and then you put them in the same vicinity as kids who have been inoculated, but it, it hadn't had the time to take. Do you know what I mean? And so now everybody's sick and, and suffering from life-threatening symptoms, right? Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I do like that question, but anyway. Um, yeah, but well, read it for yourself. Um, skipping more. Uh, what, which, oh, let me just tell you. Will the U.S. finally focus on infrastructure? I don't want to have that conversation. Um uh, when will we finally witness the end of combustion engine? I don't really care about that. I just want the best technology that's possible. And if you're saying that the combustion engine is no longer efficient and it's not clean energy and you want to give me a big old fat battery. Um, okay. I'm fine with it. I just want good gas mileage or I want efficient mileage for whatever power I'm using I want to I want to be able to travel a long way using that source of energy so figure it out and make it cute because I'm looking at this Tesla Musk's uh uh, Mustang which is a Cybertruck which is ugly looking I mean it looks like a toy Ooh, it looks just like a toy from the 80s that's supposed to reflect a futuristic car from an 80s futuristic film if that makes any sense anyway that's what it looks like to me um very mad max very beyond thunderdome um and i hope it gets good gas or i hope it gets it gets good mileage anyway but i don't care just give me something that's cute and efficient and I'll, i'll i'll be cool um question about extinction question about uh, quantum supremacy, which whoa, beyond my um, level of understanding. Um, will we set shut up set up shop on the moon? I don't really have a dog in that fight. I know that there are a lot of people that are um, focused on leaving Earth since we've trashed it so, um, and wanting to go to Mars, wanting to go anywhere else. Oh, excuse me, but where we are right now, and I hear you. Um, I, I, but again, it's just like the moving away from a combustion engine. Let me know when I need to pack my bags. Um, let me get my me and my hubby and my family straight, and then we will be on the first thing smoking. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, there's a question about will 5G live uh, live up to the hype? I don't care. Just make sure my phone is fast and that I can do what I want to do. Honestly, I swear to you, I do not care about a lot of this stuff. But some of it is just interesting. It's, it's super interesting. And then some of it's just interesting enough for me to say something about it. But I swear I don't care about 5G. Just make, make it easier for me to download stuff. Um, make sure my connection is strong. Um, and make my cell phone bill cheaper. But if you keep creating more iPhones and new phones just in general, but you don't ever increase the battery life, I'm going to keep paying a whole bunch of money. So just tell me when I'm supposed to convert. Um, there's an interesting question that I'm not ready to get into. Will the 2020s be a decade of cures? That's a sore subject for me because there are so many different forms of cancer. Most of them are uncurable. And I know a lot of people who've passed from those incurable cancers or who are living with an incurable disease or incurable illness. And it's not, I just, I don't know. I know there's a lot, I know there's a lot of money in research. There's not a whole lot of money in the cure because cures taking, it goes right back to what I was saying earlier about cloning and, and, technological advances that it takes a whole lot of failures before you get a success and then you have to replicate that success and to do that that is time and that is money and so if we're talking about cures for things I'm optimistic but I also know that it's super expensive and I, I it's super expensive to create these new cures I'm wondering if there's a way for us to go back to some of the things that our ancestors used to use and that can help alleviate or help alleviate symptoms, perhaps cure things. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know that I want to live in a world where we keep cure. We keep treating things with a whole bunch of chemically produced things. I kind of want to live in a world where we go back to nature and figure that out. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 a touchy subject for me only because it's like I keep read the more I dig into the pharmaceutical community and then just the industry and just drug treatments and all of that stuff. The more I just feel like there could have been a cure for so many things decades ago, but there wasn't money in it. So anyway, let me move on um, to that. I'm, I'm around in the corner. Um. Will nuclear fission finally arrive? And I think the only reason why I wanted to talk about this is because there was a movie from the 90s and it was set in Russia and it had Val Kilmer in it and some woman. <sighs> She's in a superhero movie. She's a bad woman. She is the spokesperson for a bunch of superheroes that are trash. And it's this. Uh, yeah, it's an Amazon Prime film. It's not the bad guys the boys it's the boys anyway and this this woman she's in this film and it's again it's a 90s film and it's set in russia and she created something with nuclear fission and the idea was to power the entire city of this poor russian community and they would be able to be warm and then they could get food and all of that junk and that's the only reason why i remember anything about nuclear fission or fusion and 
And if you know that movie that I'm talking about, definitely leave me a message and let me know. But anyway, um, I don't know what this might mean uh, apart from, uh, and I'm reading it just now, it says nuclear fission, en- f- fusion energy or renewable karma free source of energy powers our sun and other stars. And so we've been trying to harness the power on earth here for decades. Okay, so that movie that I'm talking about makes perfect sense because the idea was she was trying to create this thing so that this poor city and these poor people could benefit from something that was already natural um or at least something that could that could power the city for free um and people and big corporations were trying to stop her and they were trying to kill her or some junk like that anyway so yeah i hope we can do more with that because i just you know I go back and forth. Listen, if we have the technology and we can make life better, we can improve life better for a lot of people. We really ought to do that. But I also feel like if we do this, that there's going to be rich people are going to find some way to commodify it and then make poor people pay more for it than the rich people are paying. So anyway, um, and then the very last one is, will the Space Force get off the ground? And to that, I say, I think it did. I think the space, well, get off the ground in terms of like fly people out. Um, I think space travel and exploration is important. I've always been fascinated with space exploration and wondering what else is out there and extraterrestrial life and uh, what's beyond our solar system and all of that. I've always been fascinated about that myself. And so regardless of the person who created this task force, I do think that it is a good thing. Do we have the money to be able to start pouring money, you know, pouring research and time and energy into it? I don't know. I I would think not because a lot of people are against this, mainly because in order to fund this program, the current administration will have to take money from another place. And they're certainly not going to take it out of the war fund. So it's going to be some sort of social service, health care program without question, Medicaid, whatever. It's going to be it's going to come from there in order to fund this program, which really sucks because it's a valuable, important program. I don't know what this administration is thinking of, but space space exploration itself is important and necessary. Um, Anyway, so regardless of. Regardless of the current administration and the foolishness that's going on with them, I do hope that one day we can get to a place where we are more routinely and regularly going into space and exploring and learning more. Because eventually you're going to have to leave this uh, this planet anyway and go somewhere else because we didn't ruin it. Anyway, that is that on that. Um, I guess, yeah, I feel like I kept it short and sweet. But anyway, yeah, go to popular, popularmechanics.com. Um, or you can just Google, um, wait, hold on. I got to go all the way back. 20 questions we have for the 20, the 2020s. Um, and again, it's an article by popular mechanics. And again, it's really U S based, um, and very much technology focused and some there, I skipped a few, I skipped a lot of questions actually that I just didn't feel like were exciting to me. Although they're important, I just didn't feel like they were exciting to me. They weren't the most important, interesting things that I wanted to know about, you know, what we would be able to achieve going into the 2020s. But um, yeah, you're more than welcome to go and look at those and, and kind of talk about, you know, on your sh- show or whatever, um, you know, as you are at attending parties and gatherings and things like that ask certain questions 
um, to spark conversation and, and just, you know, learn a little bit more about your neighbor, your coworker, um, your family member that you hadn't seen in a while. So anyway. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Next uh, week's episode is going to come out after New Year. Well, actually on New Year's Day. So look out for that. Um, actually, the day after New Year's. My bad. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So look out for that. Um, in the meantime, be safe. Um, love on your family, your chosen family. Um, be good to yourself. You need to take a break. Do that because you deserve a break. Um, You don't have to do anything to get a break except to know that you need one. So take that break. Um, Be safe. Be careful. Don't drink too much. Um, But if you do drink too much, make sure that you're in a safe place and that you have a buddy and that you don't drive um, and have Pedialyte in the morning because that is the thing that you do when you need to hydrate um, and get back to your old self again in the morning. Um, okay. So thank you again. If you're listening for the first time, thank you so much. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. I'm going to continue this little thing that I do into the new year until whenever I decide I want to stop, but maybe I won't ever stop. But in the meantime, um, just the, one of the ways that you can help me and spread the reach of the show is by sharing an episode, any episode, um, with your friends and family and coworkers. You can also um, like any of, uh, not like, but you can leave a message, um, leave a rating, sorry, leave a favorable rating on any of the platforms, your Pocket Cast, CastBox, uh, Player FM, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple uh, Apple Podcast, any of those, anywhere you, where you listen to the show, definitely leave me a favorable rating. Four stars are better, please, thanks. Um, five stars would be superb. Excellent. If you don't feel like it's this, uh, this episode or this show is four or five stars, you don't have to leave uh, a rating at all. So, um, also you can go to my webpage. Uh, you can actually click the link in this description and you can send me a message about anything I talked about today or anything that you is on your mind. Just, just leave me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and while you're on my page, um, you can donate. Even 99 cents would be a helpful contribution, okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. Enjoy your family, your chosen family, and your time away, your time to yourself. Until next time.